0: Really, the prep, you know, training's done. So, right, that's the runners are good from that standpoint. Now it's just a matter of, you know, a lot of the pre-race jitter kind of thing and just trying to be mindful and try to relax a little bit, you know, the couple of days leading up to the marathon, getting a couple of good nights' sleep. You know, that's – and sometimes a lot of us with kids and things, sometimes that's not the most optimal thing that can happen, but trying to get good sleep. Avoiding caffeine a couple days before, so you can get that good night's sleep, and getting everything ready. So you know, race morning starts super early for most people, having to get downtown by before six o'clock, so you don't you can avoid the traffic and everything. So really, you know, setting multiple alarms, getting everything you want ready, getting your shoes out, your socks, whatever you're going to wear, get you know put your bib on your shirt already, get everything ready so that it's all in one bag. You just grab it and go. You don't want to try to be running around race morning like, oh, gosh, where is this? Where is that? Have it all ready the night before. So there's less, one less thing to have to kind of worry about.
1: Dr. Shaw, let me ask you this. Let's go to the uh, 10, 11 hours before that race. And so much when we talk about health comes down to our quality of life choices. And, of course, our diet is part of that. What do you suggest from sports medicine side of things as like a pre race day meal to get ready to go the next morning.
0: Yeah. So nutrition as you mentioned is super important. So hydration throughout the day leading up to even you know, even starting that morning, the previous morning, you're having good hydration throughout the day. And then like your pre race meal, you know, historically we've always talked about doing a carbo load and things like that. And you know, again, if your body's not used to a high level of carbs all at once. The night before the race is not the time to do it. So, yes, getting a night, getting some carbs in, getting a little bit of protein in, just a, again, just a typical well-rounded meal is totally fine. You don't need to do anything fancy or special. But then race morning, again, making sure you're hydrating early in the morning, so a couple hours before, having about 8 to 12 ounces, and then maybe again another hour before having another eight ounces of something to drink. Again, you don't need to be over hydrated. Overhydration is actually not good either. So too much of a good thing is a bad thing. So you don't want to drink too, too much. So again, eight to 12 ounces two hours before another eight ounces, maybe an hour before. And then that should be enough hydration to be ready to go. And then maybe a light breakfast, uh, something that is going to be easily digestible, something like a carbohydrate, uh, oatmeal, a bagel, something like that, a banana, that kind of thing. And then about 15 or 20 minutes before if your body can handle like some of the energy gels and things like that, doing that so that's going to hit your system about 20 minutes after that and you'll be, it'll hit right when you need it.
1: Well, this is Dr. Niley Shaw sports medicine with Summa health system, getting us ready for race day for the Akron marathon, something that is understated, but should not be. And I'll let you expand. Dr. Shaw is stretching properly before you get into a physical activity and whether that is bowling, whether that's pickleball or whether like running a marathon. And I thought you could talk about the value of stretching out those muscles.
0: Okay. So that's an interesting thing because I'm going to kind of go counter to what I think you're leading to a little bit is there's not a lot of great data on static stretching, for prior to activity for either injury prevention and things, and that's counterintuitive to a lot of what we think about. Uh, they've done some really great military studies where they've obviously mm. got a captive audience of people who have to do what they ask them to do, and they had people stretch prior to activity and people who didn't stretch. And in terms of, you know, Achilles tendinitis and plantar fasciitis and stress fractures, they didn't prove that stretching prior and static stretching, where you just kind of put your leg up on something or just stretching your calf against the wall, was actually helpful in reducing those things. Now, what is important is a good dynamic warm up. So, this is something where you're really getting your blood flow moving. And for running, it's pretty easy. It might be just a simple, you know, brisk walk. It might just be a super slow jog, but, you know, doing an activity or motion of the sport to get those muscles warmed up and ready to go. Uh, but, you know, standing in the corral for 20 minutes and then you know having your buddy bend over and you put your leg up on their back to stretch your hamstring a cold hamstring and trying to stretch it that's actually not beneficial and actually they've proven that that actually might be it might for especially for sprinting uh, activities it actually may impair your performance so i would say a good dynamic warm up is good now sports like soccer and basketball now you have a lot you're doing a lot of side to side motions and things like that so some of the dynamic warm ups might be doing uh, some shuffles and things like that. Even runners will do some of that stuff, even though their sport is pretty much one plane straight ahead, but getting all the muscles warmed up, that's probably more important than actually a static stretch.
1: Wow. That is really good information. Thank you. Dr. Niley Shaw with us, Summa health system getting ready for race day. Dr. Shaw, let me ask you this now. And obviously the race day is here. And like you opened up by saying you've done all your cardio, you're ready to go for race day, but, Since we've been talking about the marathon this week, and maybe we've got some people listening who have friends or relatives that are running this week and said, you know what, maybe next year I want to try that. And I know everyone is different. What would you suggest for someone who might want to try a relay 12 months from right now, from walking to progressively running? What type of pattern would you suggest they look at or what can they expect to get ready for, say, the marathon of 2024.
0: Yeah, so if they're doing a relay or something like that, and, again, if they are if they don't have any significant medical issues like cardiac issues or diabetes or things like that, then they probably don't necessarily need to see their doctor prior to engaging in an activity. If it's mild to moderate exercise activity, you don't usually need to see a physician prior to starting that. So starting with just a walking program, I think that's the, probably the easiest thing, best way to start, get outside, just get fresh air and start with the brisk walking program. And there's lots of good Couch to 5K uh, programs that you can find online. There are some other, and again, if somebody says, hey, I'm just going to jump in the deep end and I haven't been a runner, I'm going to go straight to the marathon, which is doable. uh, You just want to find a good training program. And there are lots of people in the area who do training programs. And again, you can find some beginner marathon programs online. Most of those are going to be for people who maybe have a couple years of experience of running under their belt. However, there's lots of people who've kind of couched a marathon. They've done that kind of thing, too, <laughs> and it's doable. Um, and sometimes it gets into, you know, they're have they been historically in shape for many years and they're just not a runner and they decided, okay, hey, I want to get into this running thing, or is it somebody truly going from couch to 5K or couch to, you know, six miles or something like that? Finding a good generalized training program where they're running maybe two or three times a week, cross training on the other day, some strength training, being well-rounded, is going to be super important to get them to the starting line healthy and ready to go.
1: All right. Hey, Dr. Shaw, let's hit that reset button real quick before I let you go this morning for tonight, maybe a meal getting ready. And then tomorrow morning, first thing, what should we do?
0: Yeah. So again, first thing, hopefully all your stuff's ready to go. Hydration in the morning, a little something light snack. Don't Don't try anything new. Don't try anything different. Hopefully people have practiced what they're going to do race day already. You know, so oatmeal, banana, smoothie, something that's easy to digest and that's got a good level of carbohydrates. And then, again, if, you can, if your stomach can handle like an energy gel or something like that by about 15 to 20 minutes prior to the gun going off or prior to your corral starting, because some people won't start as soon as the gun goes off, obviously, and then that, take that energy gel at that time so that it'll hit your system in about 20 minutes and be ready to go. And then during the race, if you're running the full marathon, you know, again, if, you're, if your body can tolerate some of these carbohydrate gels or chews, probably about every hour, 45 minutes to an hour if you want to take another one of those so that you kind of have constant fueling in your system.
1: What about after, directly after a race, Dr. Shaw? How do we replenish?
0: Yeah, so, you know, if you're somebody who's been exercising for a long, long time, there's some new data that says you don't have to that golden hour afterwards that we used to talk about, like get those good calories in right away. It probably doesn't matter as much, but not doing anything is probably not good either. So you want to make sure you're kind of, you know, maybe a little brisk walk uh, later that evening or the following the next day. Again, rehydration, making sure you get the fluids back in that you've lost during the day, and then just getting good calories uh, the rest of your day. Again, Granted, I get it at the, at the Finisher Festival, there's beer and pizza. And so <laughs> there's some calories there, maybe not the best calories that you can put back in after a race. But then the rest of your day, doing the same kind of thing. And maybe even the following day, depending on how sore you are, it might maybe won't be a walk. Maybe it'll just be a light spin on a bike or something like that just to get the legs moving and pump out some of the, some of the waste materials that are in, the, in your muscles.